This is season six of Play Therapy Across the Lifespan. And sadly, it is my farewell season. I love doing this podcast, but I am going to step away from academia for a while and spend more time with my family. It's one of the great challenges for professional women, the tension between work life and home life when both are high values. For now, this is the right choice for me. You can still hear me on my other podcast, Wellness with Dr. Denise, and keep up with me on Instagram or my website. You can find those links in the show notes. It's possible that we'll revive the podcast later. Maybe one of you will start one. But for now, these last five episodes are an ending. So, I thought it would be fun to end with some of the things I say the most. These are the most important things that I want to pass on. If you ever hear my voice in your head, this is what I would like you to hear. Maybe someday you'll repeat them to your students, supervisees, mentees, and listeners. I'd like to think that if words have power, these words will empower you. I have been teaching and supervising graduate students for 14 years, and I have been shaping counseling skills throughout that time. I'm always sharpening my own while honing my students. If I could only pick one therapy skill and I could gift it to you with the ability to do it at an expert level, it would be the skill of reflection. This is episode 34, Reflect, Reflect, Reflect. Many of our programs teach students to be good at asking questions, and this has a place. But asking questions keeps your client in that left brain, analytical thinking. And in my opinion, that will only get you halfway to healing. Clients and students and friends and family members need to know that you understand them. And that happens through reflection. Reflect, reflect, reflect. I say this a lot. It's important. But it isn't natural or easy. It's a skill that requires practice. We often ask questions because we feel pressured to be the expert in the room, or we feel the expectation that this is what good counselors do. But that's about our needs, not our clients. The best counselors ask far fewer questions than you would think. Instead, They reflect what the client says, what the client shows, and what the client finds unmentionable. They reflect what is overt and what is subtle. They reflect hunches and observations. They reflect patterns and themes. They reflect, reflect, reflect. When you reflect, it doesn't require that the client respond. They can, instead, experience it in their right brain. They can feel whatever emotions surface. 
they can creatively process in a way that doesn't require logic or linear thinking, although some will verbally process. It enhances their ability to do deeper work. With children, it doesn't require them to come up with an answer that they don't have. Parents, teachers, and other adults often use questions as a way to teach. Therapy is different. If you want to be exceptional at your craft, work on the skill of reflection. I knew what I wanted you to hear from me as I planned this final season, but we decided to ask those of you who follow me on social media for your favorite Dr. Denise-isms. Most of these are from those of you who were in my play therapy classes or workshops. They warmed my heart, so thank you to those of you who responded to our informal poll. This week's Dr. Denise-ism is our number one response. It's something I say often in play therapy classes as I attempt to model the very things I am teaching students to do. Can you guess it? In here, you get to decide. I laughed out loud when I read this response. I think I laughed because it is so true. I say this a lot. As a person-centered counselor teaching play therapy, I believe this is so empowering in the playroom. You, the client, get to lead the therapy process. That means you can change the story. You can make things different. You can imagine possibilities. It was an important step in my teaching development when I realized that If I really, truly believed this was beneficial for clients, that it was also beneficial for students. You see, in academia, there is a clear power differential. The professor sets the rules, establishes the requirements, and is the one with the ultimate power over posting a grade. Students have to learn and play by the course rules to get what they want. but. What if we both want the same thing? Learning. Wouldn't empowerment increase learning and motivation? Well, I would answer that with a resounding yes. Dr. Denise, on this assignment, do you want us to... In here, you get to decide. It felt like a huge risk to trust that it really could be empowering to remove the performance of evaluation and free a student to explore learning. But it is. Dr. Denise, would it be okay if I borrowed your dollhouse for the mock counseling session? In here, you get to decide. I can often feel the discomfort of students as they think through what they are going to do. Without a clear answer, A student has to decide if they trust me. What will I think if they just go get it? But if they can trust me with something like that, it makes it easier to trust me with sacred, vulnerable things. I want therapists 
to learn how to build that trust with their clients by experiencing it themselves. Sometimes this is met with astonishment and even testing, but it doesn't take long before students know what I am going to say and answer themselves or hear a chorus from their classmates. In here, you get to decide. It's probably not surprising to you that I am not a typical professor. I have always, as my mother reminds me, marched to my own beat. I think that is why I'm drawn to play therapy and creative counseling. I don't want others to tell me what to do or to lead me to a specific conclusion through questioning. I want the safe space to explore, learn, and grow. Isn't that what most of us want? Reflect, reflect, reflect. In here, you get to decide. It is my honor and privilege to host this podcast. I am deeply grateful to Lipscomb University and the Center for Play Therapy and Expressive Arts for funding this podcast and encouraging me every step of the way. It is a phenomenal place to learn and grow. For all six seasons, we've had a hardworking team that dedicated time and talent to making this podcast what it is while juggling many other responsibilities. Thank you, audio engineer Sheldon Clark, who immediately said, I want to help the first time I mentioned the idea of doing this. Thank you to songwriter Sarah Beth Goh, whose give back to her play therapy class turned into a give back to a worldwide play therapy community. And thank you to my graduate assistant and production assistant, Kara Allison, who anticipated things before I even asked and multiplied my time. And finally, thank you for listening to this podcast. I know you have many demands on your time, and it feels like a gift that you choose to spend your time with me. I am surprised and grateful with the growth of this show. If you want to keep up with me, visit my website at www.denisethomas.com and remember that Denise does not have an E at the end. You can also follow me on Instagram at Dr. Denise Thomas. And I do have a second podcast called Wellness with Dr. Denise, where you can find the hope and encouragement you hear on this one applied to caring for yourself. Endings always bring up mixed emotions for me, but I'm glad to have a farewell season. I'm your host, Dr. Denise Thomas. Now go play, create, and heal. and broken.